The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. It is the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News on this Tuesday after the Easter long weekend. I hope you had a fantastic long weekend that you were able to get together with some friends, some family, that the kids had a great time, that you you marked the Easter weekend in the way that you do and enjoyed it completely. Uh, Andrew is away today. He'll be back tomorrow, coming back from Vegas today. Um, I was in New Orleans over the weekend, had an absolutely uh, wonderful time. Again, great weather. Left uh, New Orleans yesterday afternoon. It was 27 degrees. Get back here. I think we uh, touched down at about 1030 last night, and it was minus 15. This weather, this uh, this chilly weather we've heard throughout uh, the news, and we've been talking about it, really, haven't we, over the past couple of weeks about how long this winter seems to be going on and on and on in general. Jesse Byer, our meteorologist over at Global Edmonton, saying, hey, it's sticking around for a bit longer. I was looking at some pictures from two weeks ago, two years ago, and it was green grass in the backyard. But right now, the weather still looking awfully chilly. Uh, well, awfully chilly. I mean, it's not really awfully chilly. It's not minus 15. It's not minus 20, but it just continues to drag on and on. On the show today, we're going to talk about traffic noise in your neighborhood. Uh, a new report is out, and it's shedding some light on just how noisy it is. I'd be curious to, to hear from you and see what you're dealing with in your neck of the woods. I'm going to talk to a woman out of Sundry, Alberta, who has made it her mission. And you're going to think, well, this is kind of, this is interesting, a little odd. But when her dog, Riley, um, was lost in the wilderness, she never found the dog, but she made it her life mission to now help others track their dogs when they're lost in the bush and sometimes she's tracking them for months it's a really cool story and of course um yesterday we weren't here so we've bumped another edition of the hoot with rob roach to today we'll be talking about uh, artificial intelligence right now though i know we just wrapped up a couple of hours of oilers now with with bob stoffer and uh, brendan ulrich but wanted to touch on it as well. As you know, the Oilers are going to wrap up their season later this week, taking on the Golden Knights in Vegas on uh, Thursday and then the final game of the season. I think it's Saturday against Vancouver. Of course, you hear those games right here on 6.30, Chad, with the voice of your Edmonton Oilers, the one and the only Jack Michaels. Hey, Jack! Hi, Jalen, and uh, yes, there was just Oilers now, but I guess you decided to bring in the big gun. Oh, hey, so. you know what? When I yeah, I, I go straight to the top when I want to talk about Oilers. Did you have a good Easter weekend? Well, I was in St. Paul, Minnesota, and yeah. weather considerably worse than what it was down in New Orleans. <laughs> uh, not so much, but uh, you know, obviously, at this stage of the year, yeah. Edmonton's uh, simply trying to finish as strong as they can, build some positive momentum for next year, and and hopefully crown. Uh, what would be a two-time defending scoring champion now in Connor McDavid. He's got a healthy six-point lead 
unless something really bizarre would occur in the final week of the season. He's got back-to-back scoring titles. He's going to be in conversation uh, with the league's Hart Trophy as Mm -hmm. well with respect to the most valuable player. That's a uh, pretty hotly debated argument right now around the National Hockey League. But, uh, you know, games 81 and 82 are both on home ice, and I expect the Oilers to be rejuvenated with the return of Ryan Nugent-Hopkins and Matt Benning and the opportunity to finish off uh, strong at home. If they win their last two games at home, they'll finish with a record above 500. Not much to hang no. your hat on, but uh, certainly a more positive way to finish the season. And, of course, as you may or may not have heard, Jalen, since you were partying down in uh, <laughs> New Orleans, that I, I expect to uh, see some pictures from other sources of you all banged up down there, but that's probably another show for another day. <laughs> but you may have missed that Saturday's game added intrigue with the retirement and the final game of the Sedin Twins yeah. out of Vancouver. So that'll be uh, you know significant news around Canada. I believe the Sedins have played more games exclusively for a Canadian team than anyone other than mm. Uh, Maurice Richard. I, I, I'm, I'm, I know they're on the very short list, and they might be second only uh, to the Rocket in, in the in the history of the league. So it is a significant. Uh, a significant date on Saturday. Well, you know what, Jack? You've touched on just about everything I have written down in front of me that I wanted to talk to you about. So let's back her up a little bit and we talk about um, this season. Uh, disappointing one. And, and again, we, we, we've we've talked about it over and over again. Certainly coming off last year, the expectations were so high. Um, now we know what's, you know what's happened this year. What's got to change besides the obvious for next year? What are we looking at, at the, in the offseason? Well, I think the Oilers will be looking to add. I think their number one priority would have to be one more uh, transitional puck mover from the back end. They need to find a guy that they can count on to get the puck to their talented forwards on a regular basis uh, from their defense. And I think where they have Adam Larson and Darnell Nurse slotted right now as a top pairing is great from a shutdown perspective. But ultimately, I think in today's game, where the pace has picked up Mm -hmm. significantly in the last four or five years, the premium is to find a skilled, speedy defenseman who can transition the puck from your back end. And that's not necessarily playing the Nurse and Larson skill set. I think they're ideally, you know, kind of a 2-3 or a 3-4 pairing, but you need to find some guy uh, in your top four defensively that you can reliably count on for puck movement from the back end. I think Oscar Kleffbaum is going to have a bounce-back season. He's going to have a procedure done to get his shoulder healthy, and he was a 39-point guy a year ago. I think he can get close to that level again. What they've got to find is someone to pair him with. And then you'll have two pairings, one offensively-minded, one defensively-minded, and what works so well about that, Jalen, is when pairings get stale or start to get exposed, as they inevitably do over the course of an 82-game season, then you can mix, mix and match. And Clefbaum and, and certainly Adam Larson have had you know experience playing together. So I think that's going to be the number one uh, priority for Edmonton. I also would not be surprised if another couple of forwards in the mold of Drake Kajula, perhaps not as big, but who can skate, uh, would be added into the bottom six because you simply don't see at this particular point in time 
the, the classic power forwards in your bottom six. You've got to be able to skate in today's game. And I think the Oilers will be looking for a winger or two uh, with some speed to the outside that can expose some teams. Jack, you know what? I come in here and I pull up the texting line um, just you know, coming off uh, Oilers now, and I just see and I hear so much and on social media about Lucic and just the criticism of his play this year. Is it valid? And, and what's going on there? Well, I mean, look, Milan Lucic has one goal in 43 games. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's going to tell you that is not nearly up to my standards. I mean, I, I don't need to say it. I, you know, I think the statistic speaks for itself. And I think, you know, Milan Lucic is looking forward to a fresh start next year <laughs> in terms of, you know, putting the horror of this season behind him. He knows he's capable of better, and I expect him to produce better. But you've also got to have him in the right spot. And I think. You know, at times, Milan Lucic, uh, you know, has been miscast due to injury and some other things going on with the hockey club where, you know, he's been asked to produce, you know, at a level and in a role where, you know, perhaps in again, with the way the game has gone in the last three or four years, there might need to be some redefining of what he brings to the table. I, I certainly think Milan Lucic can be a more than effective third-line player that can give you 15 to 18 goals a season on a reliable basis, mm-hmm. 35 points. I, this is an outlier season for him. I don't think you can gauge Milan Lucic's value to the team based only on this season. Uh, and so he's got to find a happy medium to his game and settle in in that role over the next two or three years. But, you know, it would be foolish for me to say that, you know, he can be a top-line player starting season next year I, I don't necessarily think uh you know that's realistic either i think you've got to let him now rediscover his confidence and grow his game to the point where he can be a confident productive player in the top nine again that's, you when you have a season like this Jalen, yeah you, you, you know it's not going to get better now it's going to have to start with a good start next season just like for the whole team yeah and yeah that's the other thing Jalen. you know as silly as it sounds that four-game losing streak after the season-opening win in Calgary, the other thing the Oilers have discovered this year is how hard it is to make up ground on the National Hockey <laughs> You can't kill yourself with yeah. a bad start. Let's talk about uh, Connor McDavid because everyone's talking about uh, him right now, Art Ross Trophy uh, on the line. he I mean, he's always been spectacular watch, but in the last month, wow. Like, it, it's 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 been amazing. Well, he's on another level, and that's, you know, uh, and I know, Jalen, that, you know, because of your schedule, you're not the hardest core person. Nope. You're necessarily watching every particular shift, but the fact that you as, I would say, you know, kind of a... Uh, I'm kind just of a, a half an average, yeah. Right, like a fan, yep. right? And you've picked up on it. Like, so, so you're more in the casual genre so you can imagine what the hardcore people Mm -hmm. like i mean it's so obvious to everyone who follows the oilers even intermittently that this guy has found another level and you know for i've made the comparison jay lynn and i don't know how closely you followed basketball but i'm sure you were well aware of what was going on in the league uh from the mid 80s to the late 90s i think we're entering a period where similar to the NBA during that period, everyone in the league knows who the best player yes. is 
it's just a matter of whether or not year by year he wins the most <laughs> valuable player and how people gauge that most valuable player definition. I mean, because a lot of people are saying this year, look, if you're going to judge it literally, the player judged most valuable to his team, then how is Connor McDavid not the most yeah, valuable yeah. player? I mean, Jay Lynn, they've got three wins yeah. in the 24 games. He doesn't have a point this year. <laughs> that, to me, is indicative of a value greater than anyone else to his team. There was a, there was an op-ed, uh, I think it was Stinson, I think it's one of the sports reporters for out of the National Post today, and right. making the case again, saying, yeah, first off, there is nothing specific in the wording of the Hart Trophy requirements that demands it must go to someone on a playoff, to- on a playoff team. It just Correct. simply usually happens that way. And he was totally making the case for Connor McDavid. Well, and, and Todd McCollum has made the case you know, far quicker than I or, or Scott can. Yeah. He, he made the case in two words, Merrill Lemieux. <laughs> yeah. If he gave it to Merrill Lemieux, yeah. then, you know. But, look, I, I don't think Connor McDavid is going to win the most valuable player mm. this year. I, I do think what you're feeling and what, again, everyone from the most casual to the most hardcore fan is, is feeling is that absolutely. I mean, your your raw capture of it is, is the best way. Over the last month, oh, my gosh. I mean, that's, that's what everyone Yeah, well, that's thinks. what it's just, yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, and you're, you're bang on, Jalen. Yeah. And, and that's what, you know, someone like me, you know, you're often, you know, wowed by guys on other teams and you're impressed by their abilities. And then you kick yourself and are like, you know, really, Jack? I, I get to watch this guy for 82 <laughs> games. What am I preoccupied with what Matthew Barzell or Nathan Kinnon is doing? I've got the best player in the league to watch for 82 games. So just, you know, settle down with the superlatives on other guys. <laughs> you mentioned the Sedin brothers uh, retiring. That announcement uh, made over the weekend. So I think what ticket sales for Vancouver gone off the charts. For uh, is, Are they playing here or in, in Vancouver on the weekend, that last game? We're, we're, we're the final two games of the year, both at home. At so home, Vegas okay. Comes, Vegas comes to Rogers Place on Thursday, and that's the 7 o'clock start. Yep. Vancouver will be here. 8 o'clock, Rogers Place. And what you're probably thinking of, Jay Lynn, is for the last several years, I think something like four of the last five or five of the last six, Edmonton has finished the year in Vancouver. Okay. So you're not far off track there. But, yeah, the both games this week at Rogers Place and that Saturday 8 o'clock day with the Sidians, it's going to be a special night. I mean, I vividly remember Henrik Sidian, the Canucks' longtime captain, making sure mm-hmm. that everyone stuck around to shake hands with Ryan Smith. Yep. He played his final game at Rexall Place, and that kind of typifies the class that the Sedins have brought to that organization and in a greater sense, the National Hockey League for the entirety of their career. Yeah, you know what, Jack, I was going to bring that up, and, and, and I was just wondering what we could expect to see here on Saturday night in that, in that class level. Well, I, I think at some point, knowing Edmonton fans is, as I've gotten to know them over the years, I think inevitably, and the organization for that matter, inevitably there's going to be some sort of pregnant pause in the game mm-hmm. where they're going to get a huge ovation. I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I don't have the insider track. We've been on the road, as you know, so yeah. I haven't had a chance to get with our game ops people. But again, knowing the organization and knowing 
the 18,000 fans are yeah. going to be in there, uh, mostly cheering for Edmonton, but they have an appreciation yeah. for what the cities have brought to the table. It's going to be a nice moment yeah. on Saturday night. Just what a crazy year. I mean, we we went into this season expecting so much more, and I don't think any of us would have seen the uh, the, the the Golden Knights be where where they are and what's happening with, with that team, but what another incredible story that is. Well, and that's the other thing is it's another chance to see the Golden Knights and really the first real chance to see the real Golden Knights for Edmontonians. And what I mean by that, Jalen, is when they were last at Rogers Place, they were down to their fourth string goaltender. <laughs> Man. And they kind of came in and, you know, I mean, the guy didn't have it and he had given them a couple of decent starts, but he just didn't have it that night. And the Oilers pelted him for eight. Yeah, uh, this is going to be an interesting game, though, in the sense. Jalen, that Vegas has pretty much wrapped up everything. They know that they're going to be they're the division champions. They know they're going to be the number two seed. So I wouldn't be surprised, quite frankly, if you know one of their elite players uh, took the night off because that's typically when you're locked in. As you know, the last thing you want is some sort of late season injury to mm-hmm. derail your chances mm-hmm. come the postseason. So. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what Vegas brings to the table, but quite frankly, after an 0-3 road trip, Edmonton uh, is going to need to bring more energy. I think they'll get it with the return of Nugent Hopkins and Benning, and I know Cam Talbot is eager uh, to become the first Oiler goalie to win 30 games in back-to-back years. Tommy Sallow way back when. Oh, man, Tommy Sallow. I remember that name. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Jack, you know what? Two more games to call this season. What, what's your plans for the summer? Well, I mean, right now I'm going through a uh, renovation of my home. So, <laughs> as you can imagine, the silver hair is accumulating quickly. Yeah, but you've got, might, <laughs> you've got a great head of hair, you know so it's what? okay. You know what, Jalen? If you're not careful, I'm, I'm going to shadow you, and I'm going to steal that cranberry look you've got going on. You know That's- what? I would pay. I would actually, I would do it for you. I, I, would, I would put the color in. Cranberry, my goodness! Uh, you, you are. I, I guarantee you. I, no matter what color I've seen you, and I've seen a few pictures <laughs> of you over the years, and I don't know how you do it, but you pull it off beautifully. <sighs> you know what? You would be, you would be excellent as an NBA player because you know all those crazy colors. Yeah. I mean, they have, un- and you could do the same thing. Like for some reason, you've got that talent that just works for every color. I'm very jealous. Oh, bless you, Jack. One more question. I know that you like to golf. Um, you've been watching uh, this. It seems to be a bit of a comeback for Tiger. Everyone's watching, or maybe just everyone's excited uh, to see him playing the way that he is. And what's coming up over the next couple of weeks? Oh, it is going to be exciting. I mean, the Masters this week. Mm-hmm. You're a golf nut. Uh, this is maybe the most eagerly anticipated Masters I can think of because you've got Tiger playing well, Phil Mickelson mm-hmm. just won a tournament, Rory McIlroy just Ugh. won a tournament, uh, Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth, two of the younger guys are playing really well. So you've got all of the world's elite golfers, young and old, mm-hmm. playing exceptionally well heading into uh this weekend at Augusta, so it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be a great weekend. Just park me in front of the TV with a bowl of pistachios and a Ryan Pepsi, and I'll be happy, Jack. (laughs) Sounds good. Jack, always great talking to you. Thank you for always making the time throughout the season uh, for us on the show. Uh, Thank you for the work that you do, Colin, uh, our our, our Oilers. We love, I love listening to you every time I can uh, uh, when you're calling the games, and also you're just a really great guy, and I I appreciate um, your presence uh, on this station as well whenever we ask. 
You got it, Jalen, and make sure you give Andrew a hard time for me next time you see him. Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. Right. Take it easy, Jack. Okay, bye-bye, Jack Michaels, your voice of uh, your Edmonton Oilers, play-by-play man. And as we know, the Vegas uh, Golden Knights in town on Thursday, then the final game of the season. Who would have thought, eh? Who would have thought that it would uh, have been done this soon after after last year? Yes, yeah, so we're taking on Vancouver. 8 o'clock start on Saturday. The Golden Knights on Thursday. The City Ford Face-Off show will get underway at 5.30, so a slightly shorter show for uh, me and Andrew on that day. But... Guess we uh, wipe the slate clean and start over next year. All right, 225 on the 630 Chat Afternoon News. Quick break here, back with uh, more right after this. We'll have your uh, 2.30 news coming up in just about uh, 90 seconds. Some of your texts coming in from Camrose at $5 a game. The Oilers cost me. Won't bet on them next year. Something is terribly wrong. And here's uh, hoping they figure it out, right? A- again, uh, there was uh, high, high hopes after last year in that playoff uh, run and how much fun that was. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens uh, come um, the start of the new season. Uh, Jay says, hey, you didn't stay for WrestleMania in New Orleans, Jay Lynn seeing that event would have been awesome. No, didn't stay. Um, I, I don't think I could handle uh, another couple of weeks uh, in New Orleans. I can barely handle five days at the best of times. But yeah, lots of advertising for WrestleMania. But did try something cool. I know for uh, for, <laughs> for uh, Sunday dinner, for Easter Sunday, you know, traditionally I think it's like ham and scalloped potatoes. Bree, what did you have for Sunday dinner, for Easter Sunday? I can't hear you. I had ham, yeah. uh, scalloped potatoes, <laughs> cabbage rolls. Um, my boyfriend's dinner was way better because he, he's Ukrainian. Way better than that? Yeah, because he's Ukrainian. So oh we had, gosh. you know, the pierogies. Um, I can't remember all the terms, but okay. pierogies are my favorite. Okay, so, so you know what? We did this year for the first time ever what? at all the times we've been to New Orleans because it's only at certain times of years we had a crawfish boil. Oh, cool. What's that? Crawfish. Okay. Like mud bugs. Yeah. Little, little tiny bugs. And you, you rip the head off them yeah. and you suck the juice out of the head and you pull the meat out of the tail. And it's all done with in a big boil with a bunch of seasonings, with uh, potatoes so and corn. Yeah, it was so good. It's a lot of work. But it was a lot of good. It was, yeah, it was, it was a lot of good. <laughs> Uh, but just something different from the day. Yeah, I'm still, trust me. I mean, I'm, am I, my, I think part of my brain is still in New Orleans. But a crawfish boil, first time ever, and it was awesome. And I hope you guys had a, a great Easter uh, weekend as well. And whatever it is that you ate on Easter Sunday, usually in our house, it's ham and mashed potatoes or scalloped potatoes. Okay, we're going to take a break here for the 2.30 News. On the other side, there's a new report out that says that Edmonton, needs a plan to curb traffic noise. I'm curious to know how bad it is in your neighborhood. There's been 18 areas in the city that have been identified as bad areas for noise. Um, You can probably think off the top of your head where some of them are, but we'll talk with uh, Jerry Shimko, the Executive Director of the Office of Traffic Safety, right here in Edmonton, after your 2.30 headlines. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.